Hello, and welcome to The Shining Light, where we are shining the light of the gospel and speaking the truth in love, providing strength, and stirring the hearts of our listeners. We are so glad to have you joining us today as you listen to this message from Pastor Tim Cruz. I mentioned about some things that I shared with my classmates on Friday. The older I get, the less some things matter, material things, status, what others think the more important things matter, family, friends, relationships. I want my family and friends to know that I love them. I want them to be reassured with that. I realize my life is ending and that I'll meet God soon. The older I get, my own mortality is staring me in the face. But it's also motivating me to make the most of the days that I have left. The older I get, I want to finish well. I want to finish right with God and right with others. Before I die, Jacob said, we're going to go back and, and uh, see Joseph. Think about it. We're going to go back and see him. And we're going to go back and rejoice. And so I think about these different things that I was able to share. And you see here, uh, this is a picture of the front of my high school. And I took two fellows with me a while back, some years ago, just to kind of talk about some things that God had done in my life in those days. I didn't know even after all these years, uh, the statue there is uh, the tree of knowledge. And uh, that's what was in the front of our high school and still is after all these years. But that's where I got to speak from this past Friday evening and rehearsing these things. And I think about the mercies of God and how God has touched my heart to not only be right with him and others and to finish well, but I want to be used of God to put something in motion that will bless others after I'm gone. Don't live for just time alone. Live in view of eternity because it's coming much quicker than we think. And here we are getting through this world so quickly. Let's make the most of the days that we have together. With that in mind, I want you to take your Bibles and stand with me as we turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14, we're going to read verses 1 through 6 together. So please stand and let's turn there in our Bibles this morning. John chapter 14. I'm preaching a message today entitled, Jesus Christ is Coming Again. I want you to think about this. Jesus Christ is coming again. Jesus came the first time. That's a historical fact. There are more prophecies in the Bible that speak of his second coming than his first. As he came one time, he's coming again. And so he says that to his disciples here. They're they're worried, they're afraid. Uh, Calvary is in view and that's where he's headed. That's what he's told them about and they're uncertain and uh, they're worried. So he says, let's read this together. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, 
and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Thank you. you may be seated. I want you to write this down this morning, if you will, number one. Get ready to meet the Lord. Get ready for the coming, the return of our Lord Jesus Christ by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, by believing on Him. Make a note of that, of that if you will, number one. Here we read in this text that Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. We read of the place of heaven. I think about the promise of heaven. He says in verse 3, And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also the person of heaven. The songwriter said, Jesus will be what makes it heaven for me. That where I am, there ye may be also. But also think about the path to heaven. How do we get there? We don't go of our own accord, of our own righteousness. We have none to offer. All have sinned and come Short of the glory of God, our righteousness is not enough, is not good enough. It only goes so far. That's why we needed God to reach down to us, to lift us up out of our sin, to give us His righteousness in exchange for our own unrighteousness. And Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but, say it, by me. There's no other way. Not many ways. Not your way, my way, someone else's way, a church's way versus another church's way. There are not many roads that lead to God as long as we all end up in the same place. It doesn't matter how we get there. That is what there are those who think and believe that are called up in religion doesn't matter how you get there. Well, it does if God says there's only one way to get there. You better find what that way is and embrace that, believe that by faith. Do you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Believing that he died for you, that though he was buried, he arose victorious from the grave and he's alive forevermore. He said there is a time coming, a day, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, without notice, without warning. I will come again. Do you believe on Christ? If the Lord came back today, and by the way, prophetically, there's nothing in the Bible that has to be fulfilled before Christ comes back for his own. He could come this moment. He could come before morning. He is coming again. You have to know him. You have to get that settled on this side of the Lord's return. You have to put your faith and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I'm going away. Be reassured. Don't worry about this. I know what I'm doing, and I will come again. I think it's amazing here. You think about 
so many things, the place of heaven, the promise of heaven, the person of heaven, the path of heaven, but then notice in verse 27, the peace of heaven. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There is a peace that God gives that passes understanding. There is a joy unspeakable and full of glory. But this peace, not as the world gives. The world cannot give you true peace. My sins are forgiven. My home is in heaven. If I leave this world this day or this night, I immediately will be in the presence of the God who made me and the God who saved me. Peace that God is with me. God is for me. God is working on my behalf. I have that peace, that assurance, that confidence, that conviction in my heart. The world can't give you that peace, and the world cannot take it away. Aren't you glad for that? The peace that only Christ can give, but he gives it to us freely as his children. I want you to think with me as we look over in the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Find your place there. First Thessalonians chapter 4, we begin reading in verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. That just means without knowledge, without understanding about the coming of the Lord concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. We say goodbye to loved ones in this life, but for those who know the Lord, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord. There it is again. Jesus said, I will come again. Unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. We're not going to proceed or go before them, but the Bible says in verse 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort, reassure one another with these words. The Bible speaks here of a great catching away. The word rapture is not in the Bible, but the meaning of that word is it means to be caught up. And so the Bible teaches us there's going to be a rapture. We're going to be called up in verse 17. And then there's going to be a resurrection. Think about it. Those who've gone before us, their bodies will be resurrected. They'll receive a new body in that moment. It's amazing, glad, glorious day. When we go to a cemetery... We don't go to a place to where it's goodbye forever, but it's just simply, I'll see you in the morning. This is God's acre. We're the planting of the Lord. And as he lives, we shall live also. And we have that hope that our loved ones will literally stand up in that grave one day. They'll be called up with us and us with them. And together, we'll meet the Lord in the air. What a hope we have as the people of God. The rapture, the resurrection the reunion called up together with them. 
How many of you have loved ones that are already with the Lord? You know, I've got a picture here I want you to see, and I want you to think about this. Because we get ready for the coming of the Lord by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, number two, by living with eternity in view. But I want you to think about this. Perhaps you've seen it. This painting is called First Moments in Heaven. Oh, what a day of rejoicing that will be. A reunion. Loved ones that have gone before us, we'll see them again. I want to tell you, there's nothing like the Christian hope the blessed hope of the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to see our loved ones again. There's going to be a day of rapture, a day of resurrection, a day of reunion, and a day of rejoicing. Oh, what a day, glorious day that will be. I'm looking forward to that, aren't you? God wants us to realize and believe that eternity is real and we should live with it in view. This life is coming and going. It ebbs and it flows, but then it comes and it goes and it's over. We're not as the animals who live and die, and that's it. We're ever living never dying souls housed in temporary bodies that do die and go back to the dust of the ground. But when we die, the word death means to separate. Our soul and our spirit separates from our body and it goes into eternity either with God in heaven or without God in hell. As sure as there's a heaven to gain, there's a hell to shine. Jesus warned more against going to hell than he even talked about going to heaven. Think of that. He spoke of hell as a place where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Eternal separation from God, it is called the second death. Now, friend, we have a choice in this day and in this hour, to realize that there is an eternity, there is a God, and there is but one way to get to know this God and be ready for eternity, and that is by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ said the day is coming when he will return for his own. It's going to be without warning. No man knows the day nor the hour. Are you ready for the Lord's return? If he came back today, would you go home to be with the Lord? If God called you from this life, I want to tell you, you say, how can you live with any kind of peace or victory or any kind of joy or prospect in your life? How can you do that when the world is literally coming apart at the seams? How can you live a life of victory? Because I know my sins are forgiven. Jesus Christ is my Savior and heaven is my home. If the Lord returns right now, I'm ready to go. Not because of what I've done for him, but because of what he's done for me. When he died for my sins on the cross and rose again victorious. I have that assurance in my heart. If the Lord return, I'm going to be in that number. But when the roll is called up yonder, will you be there? It may be by way of the rapture of the return of the Lord. It may be by the way 
of the grave. I don't know what I'm going to face. I don't know how much time I have left. But I know this, the Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die. There's an appointment I have that you have. We do not know the measure of our days. It may be some long time, some years from now. It may be this week. It could come without warning. And here's something that God helped me to understand years ago as a younger man. People say, well, I, I don't have time for God. I, I don't really know that I want God in my life right now. I kind of cramp my style and, and hold me back. I want to live a little. I, I, I want to do some things. I want to tell you, friend, you are not ready to really live until you're ready to die. You make ready by faith in Jesus Christ to leave this world, then you can live with the confidence that your God has you. As the Bible says, even in the palm of his hand, he will never leave you nor forsake you. He has a purpose for your life. He loves you beyond measure. There's nothing, nothing you could ever do to make him love you anymore. He loves you with a perfect love. He loves you with an eternal love. He is the very God of heaven. And the Bible says that God is love. And he so loved you and me that he sent his son, the Lord Jesus, to die on the cross for our sin. Oh, what a wonderful Savior we have. Our sin is great, but our Savior is greater. Do you know him today? Are you living in view of eternity? Not just time, but, but I'm ready to live because I'm ready to die, and I've really got the perspective on this thing that time comes and it goes and my time is limited upon this earth. I've got to give myself to things that really do matter, things that are not important. That is one thing I like about getting older is it begins to narrow your focus, things you used to worry about. You just don't worry about it anymore. I mean, you're just always torn up about this or the And God has a way of weaning you from that, even driving that out of your heart and your mind and saying, Lord, I'm going to live to the audience of one. I want to live knowing that I'm pleasing you, Lord. Yes, I want to please others. Yes, I want to bless them. But Lord, if it comes down to it and I have to choose, Lord, I know I'm going to choose you. Lord, I want to have a clear conscience before you. I want to do right, dear God. I want to know that your hand of blessing is upon my life. I want to live with eternity in view. I want to send treasures ahead. I want to leave behind things that will bless others and point them to the Lord. But then notice with me, turn over to the book of James. It's right after the book of Hebrews. And I want you to see this. James chapter 5. In our staff chapels, we've been reading through the book of James and we finished it up this past Friday. And I thought about this. We can get ready for the coming of the Lord by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ, by living with eternity in view, and then number three, by realizing his return is imminent. We don't know when it's coming, and we, it may seem like we've waited forever, and they've talked about it like he's coming, but he's never come yet, and there are those in Second Peter, that's what they say. Hey, if he's not come yet, I don't know that he's coming at all, but he's coming again. 
James chapter 5, verse 7, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. There it is again, the coming of the Lord. Be patient. The thought there is, have a spirit of perseverance and endurance. Be long-tempered versus short-tempered. The coming of the Lord will dismiss any inequities in your life. God's going to deal with it. The more I go, the more I'm glad the Lord is coming back. Because as the world spins out of control and iniquity abounds and the love of many waxes cold, aren't you thankful that the judge of all the earth will make every wrong right one day? He will deal with the inequities of life, the injustices of life. And as the world continues in their defiance, now even more open than it's ever been, there's a God in heaven who's going to call it into account. There's a God in heaven who's going to deal with the injustice of this world, the sin of this world, the pride of this world. It says, Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it until he receive the early and latter rain. Be ye also patient, enduring. Establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Establish, fix firmly, set fast. This is no time for double-mindedness or divided loyalties. The word coming here in verse 8 speaks of suddenness. Therefore, we should live with a constant readiness, suddenly, without warning. Christ is coming. He could come any time, any moment. Hebrews chapter 10 says, well, in light of the return of the Lord, and so much the more, what should we do? We should gather together, not less, but even more. Because Jesus Christ is coming again. We're living even in a world where a generation has grown up in church, but they're casually committed at best. Because the world still seems in their eyes to be thriving. It abounds with opportunity for them and their personal enrichment and enjoyment. And thank God for the blessings we do enjoy. That's nothing wrong with those things unless they become more important to us than God and they, became, they come between us and God. Do you realize that's where a lot of people are living today? Kind of in, kind of out. Kind of living for God, kind of living for themselves. Friend, if God would open our eyes and we would see anew that, hey, I'm going to meet God before long with my life, with my time, with my talent, my treasure, how I stewarded that, surely it would quicken us to see things for what they really are and to give a renewed priority to living for God. Not out of just obligation or duty, but great delight, loving the one who loved us so. I do want to love the Lord like that, don't you? I want to serve him with all of my heart. We'll sing this song in just a moment. Jesus Christ is coming again. Maybe morning, maybe noon, maybe evening, maybe soon. But I think about it. As a farmer plows and plants and cares for his crops, looking forward to the harvest day, looking forward to the reaping day, we live in view of that day. The time's coming when the Lord will break forth and call away his own. Are you ready? On my way home Friday night, 
It was just one of those really hot summer evenings. And all the sounds of summer were so loud. How I many of you have noticed that here lately? I mean, it's getting really loud. I love it. And I thought, don't wish the summer away because I'm already ready for the fall. And I'm already praying for snow, all right? I'm so I, I'm way down the road. But I thought this morning, I said, this is summer, man. Enjoy the summer morning. And it was beautiful. As I rode by there late Friday night, I, we had such a wonderful time gathering with my friends. I thought, well, I'm going to swing back by my papa's place where we live for a time and where we always stayed out in the yard. Today, you've got to threaten kids to get them out of the house. In my day, you had to threaten us to get us back in the house. Some of you remember those days? We lived outside, barefoot and everything. I mean, we loved it. And then I, I left there and rode by my dad's house. I actually got out of the car and just stood there and just stared for a while and looked at the night light out in the yard where we used to say, oh, you better watch those bats. I mean, those bats are going to get you. Any of you remember that during your childhood, scared to death of the bats? And then the lightning bugs going off. And then the sounds of summer. And then we'd play hide and seek there. And what would happen when you'd play hide and seek, right? You know, somebody would be it and everybody else would go and run and they'd count. And, and by the way, I know that some of us still probably need to get some things right with the Lord. We did not count uh, like we were supposed to, right? <laughs> And I see that hit a chord right there, I can tell. There are those who still need to get that right with the Lord because we skipped over several numbers, you know, and then, you know, 5, 10, 15, 50, you know, 75, 100, and all of a sudden they're like, wait, 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 we're not, we're not ready, you know. And uh, then you have to go back and count again. Any of you had to do that? It's like, listen, you got to start all over. Count again. Give us time to get hid. And uh, then all of a sudden, after they'd count, what would they say? Ready or not, here I come. And the Lord says that to us today. Hey, ready or not, I'm coming back. I will come again. I just want you to get ready. I want you to know that you know Christ is your Savior, that heaven's your home, that your life is really ready to count even that much more for God and for things that matter because you have made preparation to leave this world and what time you have left, you're living in view of eternity. But you realize it could happen right here, right now. Not a day to wait. Not another delay or hesitation. It's time to get ready because Jesus said, I will come again. Thank you for listening to The Shining Light. We pray that this time has been a time of encouragement and blessing to you. The Shining Light is a production of Shining Light Baptist Church, located at 2541 Old Charlotte Highway in Monroe, North Carolina. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to join us. Service times and more information can be found at our website, www.shininglightmonroe.com. You can also watch our services on Facebook and YouTube and connect with us on social media. Thank you for joining us, and God bless.